Welcome to the Million Dollar Body Podcast with your host, Nate Palmer. What up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Million Dollar Body with your host, Nate Palmer, where we believe that every successful action you take is going to be based on the cornerstone of your health and your fitness and that you cannot have one without the other. So today I wanted to dive in real quick and talk about five things that I think are very, very important when first starting off with your fitness routine. So I wanted to talk a little bit about why it is that we do what we do, not just the how behind how to do a proper burpee or a proper squat. So to do that, I want to look at not just my fitness routine and my the way I exercise, but some of the most successful people in the world, what do they do? Okay, so Tom Corley, who wrote a book called Change Your Habits, Change Your Life, he found that 76% of the rich, the wealthy people he interviewed, that they exercise for at least 30 minutes per day, every day. So did you get that 75% plus people who fall into a top 1% of the wealth in the world, they're exercising every single day for at least 30 minutes, Okay. So this is just a, an example of being able to put, wrap your mind around the fact that not everything that you do for your business and for your life comes in the form of working on your business and on your life. Sometimes that has to come by putting your health and your fitness first before you can actually access some of those other great things that we all want, okay? So let's talk a little bit about some, some famous people or people that you may or may not have heard of. For example, there's someone named Mark Cuban. Maybe you've, maybe you've heard of him, maybe not. Another guy named Richard Branson. Okay, these guys are all about the exercise. In fact, they're exercising at least 30 minutes a day. They're exercising super intensely, and they're always mixing it up. So Mark Cuban's rumored to have uh, bench pressed over 300 pounds. Richard Branson's waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go wind windsurfing. They're doing a lot of different things. Mark Cuban will, will do you know different things like martial arts. He'll practice like a Latin dance class. He'll go to the gym and do cardio. He says he tries to get about an hour every single day, a lot of times while he's watching the NBA or, or watching uh, some TV. So this is something that also you find across the board that the most successful people in the world are always getting up really early to do this. And there's a couple of reasons for this. Number one, really, really successful people don't have a ton of time to just be fitting this in any, anywhere they want to during the day. Uh, a lot of people that who, who are built success for themselves in business and in their life, they know that if they put this something off till 4, 30, 5 o'clock after work, chances are it's not going to get done because you have family that's got something, something going on. You got work fires or emergencies that, that you're putting out. You got something that pops up that you have to deal with. And suddenly this thing that you've prioritized by scheduling a time later in the day is not necessarily going to happen anymore. You know, that happens a couple times in a row. And then all of a sudden you're off the wagon, you're, you haven't worked out in two weeks, you're feeling crummy, your energy's low. That's why these guys wake up so early, you know? So I'm not saying that you need to wake up at 4.30 in the morning and get out and run 10 miles. I'm saying that if you want success in a certain area of your life, you need to prioritize it. And prioritizing it often looks like waking up a little earlier to get it done. Okay. So also, you know, this, these, 
um, a lot of this is coming from a 30 minute per day perspective. It's not necessarily, you got to get up and do two hours. You don't have to wake up at three in the morning to prep your tofu for the afternoon and then go do a 10K run and then get to the gym and lift for 90 minutes. Most of the benefits that can be achieved in a workout can be achieved in the first 30 minutes. So if you need more, more time than that, if you feel like you need 90 minutes to get a good workout in, you're probably not doing it exactly right, okay? So what I wanna jump into now is five different ways that you can help yourself wrap your mind around getting into this workout routine, especially as the new year starts, okay? So the number one thing you can do is start by creating a routine or a ritual. Now, why is a ritual so important? Because it eliminates the option of deciding if you wanna do it or not. If it's a routine, if it's something you just get up and you do this on a daily basis, then there's no option, there's no thinking about it, there's no, oh, should I, today should I cancel, should I text my trainer and tell him that I'm not gonna be able to make it? No, you get up and you do it, okay? So a great example of, an, of a ritual or a routine is from a choreographer that I like called Twyla Tharp. And what she does, she starts off her day, I'll let, her, I'll let her words say it. She says, I begin each day of my life with a ritual. I wake up at 5.30 a.m., put on my workout clothes, my leg warmers, my sweatshirt, and my hat. I walk outside of my Manhattan home, hail a taxi, and tell the driver to take me to the Pumping Iron Gym at 91st Street and 1st Avenue, where I work out. So, I don't know if you got that or not, but the ritual is not getting to Pumping Iron Gym and working out. The ritual is putting on her workout clothes hailing a taxi and being like, driver, take me to the gym. That's the ritual. That's where the power is because if you've done all those other pieces, the workout happens. Did you get that? If you put on the workout clothes and you get in a taxi, you're already 95% done. You've already done it. You know, you've checked that box. You're on your way. Now you can spend the next 30 minutes, 60 minutes, even 90 minutes doing what you need to do at the gym, but you don't have to worry about the other stuff because you've already created a ritual. So a lot of us practice um, some sort of morning routine, morning ritual. Mine, I, I base mine a lot around the Miracle Morning, a book by Hal Elrod. If you haven't read that, it's amazing. But basically getting up and starting off my day with the several different pieces called the savers, so this is going, this is, um, I won't get too deep into it right now, but what I start off my day is with some silence, some affirmations, some gratitude. I always put about 24 ounces of water into my body right off the bat. And then I get a little bit of exercise and do some visualizations with my day to start off. Okay. So this is just something that I try to do on a, on a daily basis. So it's never like, oh, what should I do first thing in the morning? Oh, I have that email I want to answer. Oh, I got, it's my routine involves these certain activities. That, get, that start off my day in the right way, all right? So by doing this, you take a lot of the guesswork out of your routine. You take a lot of the guesswork out of that the morning and you allow yourself to not rely on motivation and willpower. You just start your day, okay? So a lot of, the, a lot of times you can, um, doing some sort of, uh, like a, having a talisman or a ritual is a really great way to do that. For Twyla, this is putting on her workout clothes. For me, this is often popping a piece of nicotine gum, and that's how I know that my, it's time to go do a workout or focus in. So some, having something that you do that's going to start signal to your brain that, okay, now we're, now we're onto that piece. Okay, so the ritual doesn't have to just be your morning workout. It can also apply to your bedtime routine, which is a really big one for me. So if my bedtime routine involves shutting off my 
shutting off my phone, plugging it in, and then um, starting getting into the bed and reading a book. That signals to my body that I'm ready for bed. This is what I'm starting my bedtime routine with. So my body knows this is when I start relaxing, start bringing it down, start getting relaxed and ready to sleep. Number two, scheduling. All right, so we already have the ritual or the routine. So the next thing you wanna do is make sure that you want to actually have a piece of your calendar devoted to this time. Tony Robbins says, if you talk about it, it's a dream. If you envision it, it's possible. But if you schedule it, it's real, okay? So that's, that's you need to schedule an appointment for your workouts. If you wanna start prepping your food, you need to schedule a time. Treat your body as if it's a business. You wouldn't neglect your clients. You wouldn't neglect business meetings. You wouldn't neglect work sessions. So don't neglect your health in this way. A simple way to do this is by taking the beginning of each week to schedule some time, go through your calendar. And I get it that we're all busy. We all have a lot of stuff going on, but we've said that this is a priority. We know that the most successful people in the world that we emulate and look up to do these things. So now let's find time. Let's make it happen, okay? We're doers. We make things happen. And if we don't want to do it, if it's not a priority, then let's say that. Let's not pretend that, oh, I want to make my health a big thing. But then if you can't take the two minutes on your Sunday night to schedule your workouts, here's a, here's a hint. It's not a priority, okay? And the sooner you can realize that and be honest with yourself, the better it's going to be in the long run. That way you don't have that, that constant cognitive dissonance of saying one thing but doing another for another 365 days. Let's schedule it. Let's be doers, all right? Number three. We want to adopt a long-term mindset. You know that inconsistency and neglecting your clients in the long-term affects your business, okay? So view this inconsistency in your health the same way. It affects your long-term health, but it also is going to affect that long-term business. It's all going to affect your long-term family. It's also going to affect your long-term relationships. Think long-term in this. It's not about a 90-day fix. It's not about a 30-day challenge. It's not about a eight, five-day detox. It's not about a one-day cleanse. You know, this, we have our bodies for the rest of our life. It's the only place we have to live. And I believe that every person deserves to live in a healthy body until they're 100 years old, okay? So what's that worth to you? That's what the name of this podcast is, The Million Dollar Body Podcast. That at 100, 100 years, that $10,000 a year for your body, do you think that's worth it? Do you think that would be worth it to have long-term health a lot of vitality, energy, focus, the ability to get on the ground and wrestle your grandkids, get up and go hiking with your, with your, your kids, your friends, your family. Do you think that would be worth it? If you paid $10,000 a year to have immaculate health, do you think that would be worth it for 100 years? I say yes. I say that if you don't have your health, you don't have anything else going for you. Ask the guys who are working 100 hours a week in their business but are morbidly obese, eating donuts. They feel like shit. It's horrible. You know, yes, they're bringing in seven, eight figures. They have massive businesses, but they don't have success because their health is suffering. There's, a, there's an ancient proverb that says, the man with his health has a thousand dreams. The man without has only one. I believe that's very true. Okay. Number four. I know we talked about this a little bit before, but exercising in the morning will give you the most benefit. So getting your workout done while most people are still sleeping can be one of the best things you can do all day. All right. And this doesn't mean you got to work up at, like wake up at three o'clock or four 30. But if, if the first thing you do in the day is wake up at six 30 or seven and do that exercise piece, that's going to give you massive benefits for the rest of your day. So it's going to give you increased 
mental cognition. You're going to think faster and more clearly during the day. You're going to have more energy. Even though it feels like you burn some energy off, your body responds. It's not a, it's not a battery that slowly drains throughout your life. Your body responds to the challenge. So if you, if you tell your body, hey, my battery currently is this big, but I need this much, this much battery in my life to create the life I want, then by starting to exercise, starting to grow that battery, increase your capacity, that's going to give you massive benefit. Also, your energy levels are going to be highest in the morning about an hour after you wake up. So getting your workout done early will make you more likely to be productive in the rest of that, the rest of that morning session, okay? So uh, the General Electric CEO, Jeff Imlet, he says he gets up at 5.30 in the morning every day for a cardio workout, which he re during he reads the papers, watches CNBC. He also claims to have worked 100-hour weeks for 24 straight years. So not advocating you work 100 hour weeks. I'm not going to be working 100 hour weeks. I, I value my life and my, um, the other aspects more than that. But think about that. Someone who gets up and works 100 hours a week says that he still has managed to prioritize one hour of exercise every single day. That's crazy. Let that sink in. He's working 100 hour weeks. It'd be so easy to cut out anything, everything that's not benefiting, that's not going straight into the 100 hours, right? Because you're tired, right? But he gets so much benefit from the exercise that he does in the morning that he maintains, makes that a priority for and he has for 24 years. Tense. Okay. And then the last piece, I want you to think about using exercise as a creative outlet. As business owners, as entrepreneurs, we all need creativity to grow our business, to make sure that we're, we're getting the best out of ourselves. So using this as like as a creative outlet to burn off some of that haze that kind of sits up here and that like the negative things and answering the emails and the little petty things, burn that off and allow yourself to access the deep thoughts, the subconscious, the, the thoughts that are going to make you money long term. So exercise releases endorphins, right? Which makes you feel good and relieve stress. But it's also really, really great to use for that creativity. So you, working long hours on a, on a project is not going to make you more creative. But if, you if you're holding that project in the back of your mind while you're going and, doing, um, going and doing the exercise that you need to do, doing a little bit of cardio, doing whatever it takes to, to maintain your health and fitness, that's going to be when you have those breakthroughs about the project. That's when the creativity is going to strike and you're going to have that aha moment. So um, Scott Colether, the CEO of INVNT, Invent, stated that his exercise time is one of the best times of his day. He says, it's amazing to me how many creative ideas have come to me during these long runs in creative solitude. Not only does it give you the physical endurance to work 18 or 20 hours a day and travel around the world, but it's helped stimulate your mind and your thinking, okay? So thinking about, again, I'm not advocating working 18 hours a day. I'm not advocating working 20 hours a day. I think that's, you know, that's sometimes a seasonal. That's something we need to do for a season, but isn't necessarily sustainable long-term. But thinking about what Scott said and thinking about how, if he's working 20-hour days and is still finding time for an hour run because it's so valuable for his creative processes, how much more benefit can you bring to your business? How much more benefit can you bring to your business partners? How much more benefit can you bring to your clients if you show up clear-headed, creative, and having those, those ideas work in the back of your mind. Okay, so just one more thought that I wanna leave you with kind of in that same vein. 
is the power of your subconscious mind, okay? So giving your subconscious mind a task to work on when you go do something else. So the best, the best times of day for the subconscious mind to be working is when you're sleeping. Um, for me, it's when I'm showering. And then also when you're exercising. That's when, you, that's when you're engaged in a task that you've done before. It doesn't take a whole lot of mental processes to figure out how to do lunges, do push-ups, do a bunch of squats or run on a treadmill. But it's, it, so you're focused on this one task up front, whether you're digging a hole outside, you know, running a, running uh, like a uh, 5k or falling asleep, but you're letting your subconscious mind run in the background. So giving yourself a problem to solve. So if you want to maximize your benefit from the, like the creative portion of, uh, that you get from working out, give yourself a problem to solve. Think about what's the question you want to answer. So what's the bit, what's the big thing? What's the one thing that's going to make the biggest difference in your business or your life this year? Is it, you know, selling a hundred more widgets? Is it connecting with one more partner that's going to help drive business? Is it solving a supply chain problem? But put that problem, think about what the, what you, what you want the answer to, and then let that just marinate in the back of your mind while you go do the other thing in your day, while you go take a shower, while you go do some yard work, while you go to some, something mindless, generally physical is better. Let that then, that's when the best ideas are going to come to you. That's when your subconscious is going to help you work on that problem and help you come up with a solution that's going to move the needle in your business, in your family, in your life. Okay. So the reason this is, we, we talk about this and talk about the million dollar body is that I believe that having a body that functions as well as your mind does is going to give you the solutions you need in your business, your creativity, in your life to solve the challenges that are going to be placed in front of you. You know, you can't, you can't solve a million dollar, million dollar problem with a thousand dollar body, thousand dollar mind. You can't do, you can't get to the next level in your business until you grow yourself, right? We all believe this. We all know this to be true. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. So how can we elevate ourselves? I believe the first and foremost, the best thing we can do is by elevating our health, getting our fitness back in check, eliminating some of the visceral belly fat that's slowing you down physically and mentally. And I believe that having that, creating that time, scheduling the time, creating the ritual of exercise in your life is one of the best things you can do to drive not only your physical health, health and fitness up, but also increase your revenue. All right. Hopefully that was helpful for you guys. If you have any, if you have any questions at all, please just comment below, comment on the podcast, leave me a review here. Anything else you want to see or hear about anyone else you wanted me to see interview on the show, but I hope that was very helpful. I hope that made a difference to some of you guys in your own personal lives. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, this is the Million Dollar Body Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Palmer. Talk to you later.